You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper. And it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around, grab your happiest thought, and let's fly away to Neverland. Hello, I am the Spider-Pan, head-lost boy of Neverland, also known as Jeremy. Hi, but you can still call me Spider-Pan. In fact, anyone who is a lost boy or pixie will have a nickname. In fact, you get to choose it if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com. You can find out how to do that on the Neverlanders tab. But we've got all kinds of fun to have on the show today. We are continuing our fun with Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday and also Minnie Mouse's 90th birthday. They're both happening on the 18th, which, by the way, is next week. Oh, and happy Veterans Day because, of course, that's the day that this show is being recorded. So, although it's going to be released a little late, I'm sorry. I've had a very busy week and weekend and working on projects for my university. And so getting everything done in a timely manner doesn't quite always happen. I have a lot of things I actually need to get done still yet uh, with the podcast and my radio show and so many different things going on. But we do have a continuation with Mickey's trailer, which Eric has recorded his thoughts on it, which I may add a few plugs in there myself because I'm very fond of that cartoon myself. Also, we're not really going to dive into some news this week, but we have to talk at least a little bit about Disney Plus, which is the official name of the streaming service that Disney is about to launch. Uh, I don't know that it's that great of a name, Disney Plus. I mean, that that sounds like, you know, maybe it's because I play a lot of video games, but it makes me think New Game Plus. So maybe what they're trying to intend is that, well, you're going to get some Disney plus some other things on the streaming service. We don't know, but Eric's going to tell you all about that later on in the show after he's introduced himself and talked about Mickey's trailer and I jump in a little bit myself but after that I have a couple of great guests I have the real Brian from the real Brian show and Justina the green butterfly to come in and talk about that virtual reality Star Wars game event experience whatever you want to call it made by The Void, and it is available to play in a lot of different areas. Justina will tell you where. Also, we got some great information, uh, because Justina does have cerebral palsy, and so she experienced it uh, from the point of view of being disabled, and so she'll be able to give you some good information if you happen to be disabled, if how you can experience this same event yourself. Uh, So lots of good information. I appreciate all the wonderful feedback I've gotten. A lot of you really appreciated getting to hear uh, about having an autistic son uh, autistic son uh, with 
Ben Gooding, and not Goodman. I got his name wrong twice, but uh, a lot of you really appreciated that episode. I'd like to do more episodes like that to see if I can have some helpful information for those of you that uh, may have some struggles uh, going to a Disney park and want to know how you can best work your way through it. Uh, I've thought about, you know, an introvert going into the parks and, you know, what you do, if, you know, it gets to be a little too much, the crowd's too much, and what you like to do to relax. I'd like to hear from a, a few introverts on how you like to be able to relax and chill out because my wife is an introvert and I still want to get her into a park and she's not a big fan of theme parks. So I figure though if I make it as much fun as possible for her and we let her, you know, have a chance to kind of relax, it was like it gets to be too much crowd and stuff like that, you know. You know, I, I think it'll be useful information. Also, I'm thinking, you know, if if maybe anxiety, people who suffer from an anxiety disorder, uh, if that affects you in the park and how you deal with that, all different things that I'm kind of curious about that I think actually might be helpful information. So uh, I want to move forward and uh, do more shows like that. So uh, if you can help me out with some of this information or know who to talk to, please let me know. Send an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. We also do still have our voicemail. You can find the phone number on our website, neverlandpodcast.com. But let's continue now our celebration of Mickey Mouse. Take it away, Lost Boy Eric. Eric Warren. Eric, 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 Eric Warren. Eric Warren. Hello, Neverlanders. This is Lost Boy Eric. I wanted to talk today about one of uh, the very first Mickey Mouse shorts that I ever saw called Mickey's Trailer. Now, the very first time that I got to see this, I, I actually, my fa my parents had what's called a video disc player. This was a forerunner to uh, uh, even uh, Laserdiscs. It was a, like a huge record player where you could play video from it. And one of the discs that we had was a, a big compilation of Mickey Mouse shorts, and this was one of the first ones on there. It also included other classics like uh, Lonesome Ghosts, and it had uh, the Brave Little Tailor, Mickey and the Seal, just, just a real variety of them. But the very first one, uh, it, that, or the very first short that was presented in that series, or on that particular uh, release, was Mickey's Trailer. Now, if you haven't seen it, uh, kind of a brief description of it uh, centers around, well, it opens on a little trailer out in this pastoral setting. Mickey walks outside, takes a deep breath, says, oh boy, what a day! He then pulls a lever, which then shows that uh, the, the lot that this trailer had been sitting on was all comprised of things that pulled themselves back inside of the trailer. The fence goes in, the uh, lawn outside gets pulled inside the trailer, and even the beautiful pastoral backdrop actually folds up like a fan and inserts itself back into the camper, revealing that they've been sitting and uh, camping outside of a local dump. And yes, I said they, because Mickey's not the only one in this trailer. It's also got Blue, or uh, it's got Goofy as well as Donald. Now Goofy shows up as the uh, kind of a Model A type car comes out of the front end of the trailer and uh, hitches itself to it while Goofy is sleeping inside the car. He uh, quickly wakes up and realizes it's time to go, so he takes his nightcap off and slips underneath the seats, dressed and ready to go. And uh, they pull out from this dump and start making their way down the road. Now, while all of this is going on, Donald has been asleep, and uh, uh, an inventive alarm clock wakes him up. Uh, not only does the alarm clock go off, but you have a little spool uh, with some thread connected to it, and this thread is connected to the blanket, and as it 
pulls the blanket off of Donald. It ends up flipping around a few times and slapping him on his feet to help him get up. Well, this isn't enough to wake Donald up. He uh, turns over and you know puts his head underneath his pillow. And Mickey realizes that, you know what? We really need to get Donald up for the day. So he presses a button, which then converts this little bedroom into a bathroom, complete with a tub filled with water. Now Donald goes and gets himself lathered up and gets uh, himself ready for the day. Now in the meantime, uh, Mickey uh, is preparing breakfast, and as he sets up his pot of coffee, they pass by a waterfall, and he gets his water from the waterfall for the coffee. Uh, they then pass a farm with corn growing, so he cuts off pieces of corn as they pass by it and puts that into a pot to uh, warm up. And then Goofy whistles back to Mickey and says, Hey, do you need some milk? And sure enough, Goofy has found a cow wandering by the side of the road and uh, tempts the cow with a little bit of hay in his hand. So as Goofy is driving, he's got his hand extended back with the hay to get the cow to follow along. The cow just happens to be at Mickey's window, so Mickey's able to get a little bit of milk to go with their breakfast. Well, he goes ahead, tells Donald and Goofy that it's time for breakfast, and he calls them back into the kitchen area of the camper. Uh, Donald's bathtub ac actually turns into the table, uh, while Goofy gives up control of the car and comes back in through the window. Now, nobody's uh, paying any attention to where the car's going, as uh, it actually goes through a road-closed sign. Well, this causes consternation for Goofy, because... Uh, the road's kind of uneven, and he loses not only a potato that's been cooked, but also um, the oh, a slice of watermelon that's been cut out and set out for lunch. Mickey and Donald uh, chew down on their corn like uh, a typewriter, and Goofy follows that along. Well, as everyone gets settled from their breakfast, Mickey mentions uh, Goofy, who's driving. Well, Goofy says, well, I'm driving. When he realizes that he should be out in the car and not inside of the trailer, he jumps back out through the window, and while trying to clamber into the car, he unhooks the trailer from the car, which then Goofy doesn't realize he's done. He uh, puts his hand to the side of his mouth as if he's uh, talking to people behind him and says, okay, it's all downhill from here. Well, Mickey and Donald, who are in the trailer, suddenly realize that they're out of control. Mickey saves them from uh, falling off of this cliffside road a couple of times. They narrowly miss a, uh, a truck that's coming along. Uh, and they also narrowly miss a train at not one, but two different uh, train crossings. Well, the trailer ends up flipping end over end, destroying everything inside, when finally it bounces down to the bottom of this mountain, where it hooks back up with Goofy in the car. And Goofy says, well, I got you down here. And that's the end of it. Now, something just about the design of this uh, little cartoon just always has appealed to me. You know, I always like those cartoons where it took a look at, uh, you know, the cars of the future or living in the future, where it would show some sort of little automatic type of device being used by the characters. And that really is very much in the same tone as this Mickey's trailer, because he's 
the trailer's hooked up with all of these different accoutrements. Uh, certainly, it's not uh, a power awning coming out, but you know, there's there's a lot of these little devices and buttons being pressed and levers being pulled in order to make things happen. Uh, the design um, is very much uh, in the style of uh, everything that I've come to expect. And of course, with the combination of Mickey, Goofy, and Donald, you get a real variety of different circumstances and gags that could be had with the three. Now, this particular, uh, this particular short came out in 1938, just one year after Snow White had premiered. And you can definitely see it. There's uh, some birds that uh, interact with Donald that very much uh, mimic the the same type of birds that we see in uh, Snow White, especially, you know, as she's in the forest and as she's cleaning up the cottage. You know, but overall, it's just a fun little short. Um, it, it's, and like I said, it's one that's always appealed to me, something that I have really enjoyed watching in the past, and I continue to even to this day. Uh, I've uh, watched this with my kids, and they have just, you know, my, my youngest, uh, who's seven years old, just absolutely squeals in delight every time she sees this one. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's one of my favorite Mickey memories, uh, especially as uh, we're approaching his 90th anniversary. Uh, definitely something I wanted to think about and remember and reflect back upon. Kind of a fun story I want to share is one that Pixie Heather actually told me about this cartoon. Her father, this was, I guess, one of his favorites, so it became one of her favorites, because he used to like to joke about the part with the corn on the cob where uh, Mickey and Donald are eating it like a typewriter, chicka 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 ching, you know, and they're eating the corn on the cob, and I guess her father would make jokes about that all the time and play around with the corn on the cob. So it seems to have been his favorite, and so therefore it was one of Heather's favorites as well. Now my earliest memories of this, I believe, is with a... Uh, viewfinder, and I'm not thinking of the Viewmaster, uh, where it had like the, you could watch the film and like Philip was talking about last week and you could watch it, but in silence, and it was of course heavily edited, uh, but that's the first time I remember seeing some footage from this, but I've got to say, when you watch it in, with sound, it is better and i got to say, this this trailer has more gadgets than Batman, okay? If Batman made a trailer, he would be jealous of some of the things that this trailer can do with even having the fake backdrop that they, you know, on a, it's a great joke where you say, oh, it's this beautiful little yard and everything, and then the fence, the background and everything pulls into the trailer and you realize they parked it at a city dump. Uh, and all the different gadgets will be able to switch Donald's little uh, sleeping area into the bathrooms where he can take a bath and, and then booting him right into the kitchen. Because you realize, of course, the, the trailer's got a small space, so it's kind of funny the thoughts they had of having one room switch over and become a different room so you still are fitting within the confines of this trailer. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, more gadgets than Batman. I really love this cartoon. Uh, it is definitely one of the greats, and if you haven't seen it, go look it up. In fact... There is actually a DVD Blu-ray that just came out for Mickey's 90th birthday. It's called Disney Celebrating Mickey. This has 13 classic Mickey shorts on it. Uh, let me read you off the list here. It says, Steamo, Willie, The Band Concert, Through the Mirror, Mickey's Rival, Boat Builders, Mickey's Trailer, Brave Little Taylor, Tugboat Mickey, The Little Whirlwind, Mickey's Birthday Party, Pluto's Party, The Simple Things, and Get a Horse, all included. This has got, of course, it's Blu-ray, DVD, and it has a digital code. It is a multi-screen edition here that I got. I actually used my Amazon reward points to pick this up from Amazon. Uh, if I had an affiliation with Amazon, I would post a link up for you, but as for you, uh, you'll just have to go and find it and buy it wherever you would like. There are plenty of places to find this, but I definitely recommend it. It's got a lot of great stuff, and uh, even Pixie Heather starts to enjoy to watch a little bit more Mickey Mouse cartoons I think that she did before. 
Uh, so definitely a great pickup. Earlier this week, uh, Robert Iger hosted a telephone conference uh, or an investors conference in which he discussed some of the plans that are coming up with the new Disney Plus service, which is uh, now the official name for Disney's streaming service, similar to Netflix. Uh, and we have already known a few things about this. One uh, was that John Favreau's uh, Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, is going to be a part of this uh, new service. There's also a Monsters University or Monsters Inc. themed series that's also going to take place on this service. Well, during the call this week, there were a couple of additional bits of information given out. Now, one thing that we have known is that there was going to be a Loki series uh, starring the Scarlet Witch and Loki, which, you know, kind of a little makes you go, hmm, makes you wonder how that fits into everything, because, of course, spoilers, if you've seen Avengers Infinity War, uh, we were told that Loki has died and there are no more resurrections. Well, one of the bits of information that came out about this new Loki series is that it is going to be headlined by uh, the actor, or by the actor who plays Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I know a lot of people have really liked Loki within the, the, the Thor movies and the Avenger movies. And, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's a trickster. He is, you know, uh, can, can we say that he's been a bad guy? Yeah, he's tried to take over the Earth and he's tried to take over Asgard. And he actually succeeded in taking over Asgard in a way. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of an interesting concept, you know, especially knowing what we currently know about, uh, you know, what seems to be his character's death. Maybe there is a resurrection in the way. You don't know, but you know it's going to be interesting to know that here we've got the actor who originated the character is going to be the actor in this series as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Now, another thing uh, that came out, uh, again, we've already known that there uh, is Jon Favreau's Mandalorian series set within the Star Wars universe that's coming to this new service. But it was also announced during this investor call that uh, there's also going to be a series based around Cassian Andor from Rogue One. You know, he uh, as portrayed by Diego Luna. You know, he's the one he had done all sorts of things in the name of the rebellion, things that he wasn't especially proud of. So, you know, we know for certain that uh, he died as well at the end of his movie, along with Jen Erso and, and the other members of Rogue One. Uh, so this looks to be a prequel series talking about what he did for the rebellion. You know, that kind of got me thinking, you know, if he's, you know, if we're looking at what he's doing before the rebellion, well, there's also got to be, you know, we could be seeing some cameos. Maybe we'll see some of the other characters from Rogue One uh, with the rebellion. Um, but personally, I am really looking forward to seeing if K2SO is a part of this. I can't imagine that he isn't. Um, there was a comic that came out earlier which kind of showed how Cassian got K2SO and was able to change his programming. But, you know, K2SO has to be there. The captain said he had to be, right? You know, but that also got me to thinking, you know, here we are looking at a Star Wars series in the, you know, lead up to A New Hope. Um, so who else might be around during that time? Who else might we be able to see? You know, could Ahsoka Tana show up in this uh, series? Could, uh, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn even show up? Darth Maul and Kira? You know, there's a few different storylines there that, you know, could be really intriguing and really interesting to see what happens and what comes of this. 
Um, you know, of course, we could also learn more about what's going on with Geonosis and, you know, what happened to the Geonosians that were there after the, you know, the initial construction of the Death Star had happened. Uh, so we can see what's going on with Crescent Dawn. Um, you know, a lot of interesting things, a lot of uh, potential with this series, and I, for one, am really looking forward to it. Now, again, we don't yet have a start date for Disney+. Plus. Uh, all that's been revealed is that it's going to be released sometime in late 2019, um, and that the price point is going to be less than Netflix, which is currently around $10 a month. So uh, we still have yet to get, you know, more details about what's coming out. Again, we know about... You know, these few series, um, you know, again, we've got these two Star Wars series. Uh, we'll have the Loki series, the Monsters University series. Uh, there's also a high school musical series that's going to be part of it. Um, I know that a uh, Jose Carioca and um, Panchito, uh, really a Three Caballeros series, has been airing uh, elsewhere in the world. That's a very good possibility to also show up on this service. Um, and we also know that it's going to be the home for... Uh, movie releases as well. I think they said that uh, Captain Marvel will be the first uh, movie to be, or at least the first Marvel movie that's going to be available on the service. So, uh, you know, interesting things to keep an eye out for. Um, again, uh, they, it looks like they've got some really intriguing prospects lined up. Uh, oh, we also know that the uh, final season of The Clone Wars is also going to be a part of this new streaming channel. So definitely a lot of Star Wars content coming our way. Hopefully we uh, get some more information here soon about what's coming up. But again, for me, I'm really looking forward to what this new channel or what this new streaming service has to offer. And, you know, I look forward to hearing more about what's coming down the line. To Disney and beyond. Now, we're going to turn the corner just a little bit and have a bit more fun having some more guests. That's, I'm having a lot of fun just having like the average person on with me. And I, I've been working on this show, my goodness, I think September trying to get this coordinated because... I get to live things vicariously through a lot of people because I've only been to one of the Disney parks once and there's all kinds of other experiences and something new that came in was with a company called Void that has a contract to make a virtual Star Wars experience. And this is now something you can do in Disney Springs. I think they even have a version at uh, Downtown Disney Disneyland and apparently also in uh, Las Vegas. So at this point, I've never gotten to go, but I have a couple friends here who have gotten to do those at two different locations so i thought it would be fun and we're just going to call them by their superhero names uh although i'll probably use your real names too but we have of course lost boy shadow who we've had on the show before we also call him the real brian from the real brian show hello hey you know i first of all i gotta say this i don't know who you're calling average people here because green butterfly is like a superhero she she's no average person She's your I'm, average superhero. I'm Wait. offended for her. <laughs> <laughs> but now you've given away our other guests, uh, the green wow. butterfly. Our, yes. you know, she doesn't even have to use pixie wings. She's got butterfly wings already. Our eye in the sky. Yes. But I can be an honorary pixie tonight. Neverland, right? That's right. Have, I th we've got you set up. Did we ever set you up as a pixie? Maybe we haven't. I think I'm the pixie green butterfly, but I'm not sure. 
I'll have to look that up because if not, we'll get to just set up because you've already got your nickname because you mm-hmm. have a superhero name from like way back with uh, Central City Underground and the uh, the Arrow Squad because when Brian used to host those, we all had to have superhero names and I yes. came pre-equipped as the Spider Pan. So it worked out perfect. And it's fun that I now get to fly. I really appreciate it because, you know, the shadow, as cool as he is, he can't fly. Yeah, but the shadow is very moody, so I don't know if you got enough happy thoughts for that pixie dust. Uh, my, well, my incarnation of the shadow is very happy. Well, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> just ask Batman, he can't fly either. I know. <laughs> but uh, as it seems an obligatory thing to do, uh, let me ask what y'all are drinking. I actually have some hot cocoa with some peppermint mm. in it here. Green butterfly, you first. Nothing exciting for me tonight, just some water. Well, the water's good for you. Yeah. I'm drinking... Most definitely. Uh, must stay hydrated while yep. flying around. That's right, especially at your altitude. Indeed. Absolutely. Altitude with drinking, attitude. Right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm drinking some relaxation tea, uh, which normally, you know, I, in fact, earlier today I had American Roots and I did a... Uh, well, you'll, you'll hear about this on the Real Brian Show as well, but I actually did a Vulcan Spice Tea yesterday, <laughs> which was so much fun. But uh, yeah, no, today's just a relaxation tea. It's got all kinds of good, you know, calming things in it. Tastes really good, though. Like awesome. Yeah. And for anyone who's curious about why I would ask that, you'll have to check out the Real Brian Show because they're always drinking something fun. Generally. You want to know what my favorite thing to drink at Disney World is? Oh, what's that? It's LaFrou's Brew at Gaston's Tavern in Fantasyland. Nice. And it's a frozen apple juice. Ooh, yeah, I've heard of that. With the frothy top, so it looks like beer, but it's not. Oh, I've had a a frozen apple cider before here in Missouri in in a place during a cider fest. It's so tasty. So if it's anything like that, I am down with it. I'm in. We just brewed some spice spice cider here and, and i've just been drinking it cold you know keeping it in the fridge i like it that way though real yeah. cinnamony and clovey and all but now you got me wanting one of those butter beers from harry potter yeah it's somewhat it's somewhat similar not quite as creamy but very wonderful mm, yeah i have really i have gotten to try uh uh, there's it's basically a butterscotch soda, but there's a soda shop here in Kansas City that around kind of our farmer's market that has all these different sodas. And I've gotten to try like a butterscotch soda that I, I had my, my buddy who's actually been to Universal try some of it with me to see if it compares really to a butter beer. And uh, I think he said it was similar. Uh, and then we also tried two different types of pumpkin sodas to see if that was similar to a pumpkin juice. But apparently the pumpkin mm. juice at Universal also has a little bit of apple in it to kind of sweeten it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be really bizarre just to drink straight pumpkin juice. I'm yeah, sure you'd really have to good. flavor it. Yeah. I think so. apple's a good idea. You could put milk. Cranberry might be good in it. A little cranberry juice just to go with it. A little, little cran apple. Spices. Oh, yeah. See? Like that this. could work. Cran yeah. apple. Well, I like cran grape better than cran apple, though. Just from my remembering. I mean, I've never been a fan of cranberry juice, but my, mother, my grandmother used to always have either cran apple or cran grape juice around. Uh, from Ocean Spray, I think, used to make those. Probably mm-hmm. still does. Yeah, you know, they if you, do. If you've got a Vitamix, you can take real cranberries, especially, you know, around Christmas time. Put them in there. Throw, you know, cut up some pear. And then fennel, actual, like, fennel stock. Stick it in there. 
put a little ice in there just to make it cold and you know icy but just blend it all up and drink it pear fennel cranberry it's glorious so have you discovered the secret of blue milk (laughs) (laughs) no something about milking those things that's about all i know from the the secret there but i i don't know how you get it out i'm not even going to go there yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to sort of seek out. Too, too oh, into this. That was like a green milk, and I, so that was not part True. of your void experience at any point. You didn't have to drink any weird exotic uh, milks, I guess. No, I and we didn't have to see any no. weird aliens like that. So thank, thankfully, that that just uh, yeah, no, much much better. Okay, well now, green butterfly, you were telling me you actually looked around to see where all somebody could experience this void Star Wars uh, experience. I don't know exactly what you call oh, it. I but sure did. <laughs> well, um, the one that we're talking about today is called Star Wars: Secrets of the Empire, and currently you can get tickets for Anaheim, Edmonton, in Canada. Glendale, California, Las Vegas, Orlando, Toronto, and West Plano, Texas, and also in Malaysia. <laughs> cool. So, so it's, it's, in an Canada, interna- eh? it's an international situation. There's two Canada options and Malaysia in addition to the U.S. options. Wow. And before we really get going on this i wanted to make sure that people knew that um the anaheim and orlando locations even though they are on disney property they're both in the public shopping areas so although you do need an admission ticket to have the experience you don't have to have a park ticket right you only need to buy tickets for this um star wars experience you don't have to have a park ticket in addition because it's on park property but not inside of the theme parks yeah so for anyone who has not been there you know the disney springs or downtown disney areas are simply they're like shopping areas where what used to be considered an outdoor mall i guess and you can go there anytime you're actually within Disney property, but you're you're not in a ticketed area. And like at Disney Springs has a movie theater and shops and all kinds of fun stuff that you can do. Uh, and Eric actually, Lost Boy Eric has mentioned he'd become really fond of Disney Springs. And since he works for an airline, he's planning to have some trips where he just flies to Florida just to visit Disney Springs, even if they don't even go inside a park, because there's so much cool stuff you can do actually at Disney Springs. In fact, there's like some like outlet stores where you can get some really cool vintage style Disney products uh, there, but you can't buy this stuff online. I looked. (laughs) Absolutely. I love hanging out there every time I go. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, and I wish I had known back in 09 when I went there because I could have went and checked out the Adventurers Club was still around and I didn't know about it, so I didn't go. I just went to bed because I figured, all right, I've got to get up and go to the parks tomorrow. I need my rest. Right. I missed out. I didn't see, I didn't go to downtown Disney except for like daytime and and went shopped and I, I think I did buy some like Star Wars toys because I had to. So, <laughs> it's a Star Wars. Uh, Come on, it's a requirement. Yes, it, yeah, it, it totally is. And especially, I love the Star Wars toys that are Disney characters. I have, oh, yes. uh, I, so I think cute. I have four of them hanging on my wall over here. Yeah. Nice. Okay, you're going to have to put pictures in the show notes then. See them. Absolutely. I will have to snap some photos. Yes, indeed. Yes. 
because they're hanging on the wall. So, all right, hopefully I don't forget to do that. So <laughs> I, I, I suppose, though, when you go into your Void experience, you didn't have like uh, you didn't have uh, a Darth Maul Donald Duck come at you, I suppose, though. No. Well, no, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I actually have kind of wondered if they actually have a slightly different scenario for different locations. So we'll kind of walk through. I figure you, when you have to buy your ticket, you have to select a time that you're going in with your group, right? Yes, it's a timed experience, just like going to see a movie. And you have a limit, I guess, on how long you're allowed to be in there, too, don't you? Yeah, you yes. play through the mission, essentially. But, so it's uh, a, it, you, yeah, it, it's literally like just as long as it takes you to get through the mission. Oh, so they're not going to be like, all right, you've been in there 15 minutes, get out, and we don't care, you didn't finish. No, it's not open world kind of thing. I mean, you go in, you do your thing, you walk through it, and so... To explain it a little bit, if you were to look at it without your augmented reality headsets, it looks like a bunch of cubicles in a warehouse, <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah. And you're walking in and out of these cubicles, essentially, and you're just progressing through the story. Of course, with your VR or augmented reality headset on, it's much different. <laughs> I'm sure. Cool, though. I think it goes about, what, 30 minutes? Was that about right? It says to allow an hour for your experience, but I think the point from when you start your mission to you end your mission is an average about 30 minutes inside with your equipment on. Okay. So the hour time includes your, you know, your registration and then your gearing up time that you have to have. Yeah. Safety rules. There's quite a bit of gear yeah. involved. It's pretty crazy. And, and some of it's actually a little heavier than you expect. So it's not like an escape room where they're going to say, oh, you didn't complete your mission, but we got to move on. They're, they're going to let you take your time and finish the whole thing. Although, do you have the possibility that you get, end up, you, you get killed by the Empire or anything like that? I, I don't know. Was there, is there a way to, to lose in it? I, I don't know. I, we ended up winning, but I did get shot quite a bit. Yeah. But I don't know if... If my team didn't save me from that, I don't know if I could have lost. I don't know. We, honestly. we won as well, but I think it was more of a matter of how long it takes you to win certain parts without giving too much away. But ah. yeah, I mean, I got shot a couple times and it, that feels really weird. It feels like there's a sharp poke in, you know, the area that you get shot. So like in your abdomen or your chest or whatever, it doesn't hurt. It's just more of a, whoa, that that's cool. Like I actually uh -huh. feel like I'm getting shot by a, pinprick laser kind of thing well, that's interesting yeah it doesn't hurt but it's very obvious of what's happening it made it yeah. made me feel anxious like i i felt like i was losing you know like, I was yeah. like oh my god i gotta do something it about really this. it yeah. it felt real but not in not in a way that was like too painful or off-putting but it it was enough to feel real and give you that fight or flight response yeah so i apparently they suited you up in a complete getup. so i mean can y'all yes. tell me about what's i mean what all kind of things that you have to wear you've got a chest like a kind of a backpack with chest uh i don't know call it chest armor around you so you're wearing a backpack you got the chest part you've got the helmet you know the and it's actually a full-on vr helmet by the way or augmented reality, sorry. I want to say VR, but it is augmented reality because you can actually interact with things. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's it, right? Was it just mainly the backpack, chest, and helmet? 
Yes. Okay. And, and the chest, of course, is meant so you can feel yourself getting shot and stuff then. Yeah. And it yep. was too, it was too heavy for me. Hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't put it all on. So just in case anyone else starts suiting up and has this experience, you can talk to a staff member at that point and they will, what they did was they put me in a, in a wheelchair. I normally walk with crutches, but in order for me to be able to have use of my hands so that I could interact with the environment mm-hmm. and the weight of the equipment, it was decided that it would be better for me to go through uh, in a wheelchair. And what they did was they sent a staff member through with us so that everybody on my team could still play and nobody had to do anything special for me. Um, So that is an option for people. If you put on the equipment and you just can't stand with all of that because it was quite a bit of weight, more weight than I could have handled to not throw me off balance. And I wouldn't have been able to play the game correctly if I would have had to use my crutches anyway, because there's a lot of things that you need to touch and manipulate with your hands. Mm-hmm. So, That's... you know, just talk to a staff member. I'm sure the other locations have the same kind of um, accommodations. If you do have problems with it. Did they make it to where your wheelchair seemed like it was something within the star Wars universe? Um, no, but you know, it didn't matter because you can't you can't see that part like when you put all the they did put the um, vest on me like I held the pack backwards so that I could still get all the feedback and feel all the feelings so I just laid that over my chest and everything and when I looked down at myself all I could see was my stormtrooper uniform so my hands, my hands were encapsulated in Stormtrooper, my feet. So the, the wheelchair disappeared, and I was just a Stormtrooper at that point. Cool. I thought so you'd cool. be playing as Rebels, but you got to actually play as the Empire then. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> I, I'm not going to give anything away. Right. Okay. It's too, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> spoil the the fun but yeah you do get to play as a stormtrooper yep there is one part though that was just just extraordinary as far as okay so i'll I'll give one thing away because you you can see it in the you can see the preview for it the trailer and everything you go to mustafar cool and so when you land you actually get out of the shuttle and you're walking across a platform and right below you is the lava and again, so in, in real life, you're walking through a cubicle, but in your mind, you are standing on a platform over lava and it's like, oh, don't fall, don't fall. And you can feel the heat. It's oh, so cool. hot. It's so, so hot. awesome. Yeah. And the and wind so like smell that. like burning. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. When you see uh, that there's a shuttle that flies over, you feel the wind of it going by. I mean, it's just amazing how they did it. Wow. So much fun. The only only disappointment that I have is it's too short. For, I mean, you know, you you pay a decent amount to get in there. I think it was what was it twenty, almost thirty dollars. Is that right? I paid I paid thirty five. Okay, yeah. So somewhere somewhere in there, um, I did it in Vegas at the Venetian is where it is, and it was yeah not. I mean, to me, the thirty to forty dollar range is not a big deal for me as far as 
doing something that cool and that unique. But I do wish it was like a full hour. It would have been neat, you know, if it would have been more of an hour and a half where you've got your half an hour preparation and takedown and all that, but you've got about an hour where you can just go through and immerse yourself in it because it just was like, that's it. It's over. Dang it. But it was <laughs> that fun. It was very cool. I well, agree. That was my one, my one disappointment because when the website said allow an hour for this experience, I thought that it meant the experience was an hour and it wasn't but so that was my one drawback as well it would be my hope that they'd have like different scenarios that they could set up to where like oh you've experienced this one but oh look we have another mission now that you can come back at the end of the time and have a completely different adventure uh just you know just book whatever type of adventure you want so i'm my hope would be that they'd have more than one thing you know like so maybe your next thing you could be on tatooine or something you know so they could still heat you up a little bit so well, they are supposedly working on different experiences, different maps and that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know where it's going. But I'll there say this too. If you're a gamer and you have done first person, you know, shooting games, you're going to be pretty good at this game. At least at certain aspects. <laughs> Just throwing that out. Probably would be better if you were like used to playing a lot of paintball. That way you're used to, you know, actually having to shoot and then maybe duck behind cover for real instead of like pressing on a controller to move to the side, you know. Well, you'd be surprised because the, I mean, yeah, you've got to actually physically use your body and you actually do hold a gun. Um, It's a plastic gun, you know, that is a stormtrooper rifle, essentially. So you do have to kind of aim and do some stuff that, like you said, with a controller, with a mouse and keyboard, it's not going to be the same thing. But... You'd be surprised with the hand-eye coordination that we do in gaming. You really are able to trans transfer that really nicely. And now you've just made the case for all the people who think video games turn us into violent killers. Oh, yes! No, 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 no. My whole point was is video games has helped us become better drivers and better hand-eye coordination people. There you go. Thingies. <laughs> <laughs> I always hey this this is my theory I'm gonna write a book everything I ever learned I learned from Star Trek and gaming <laughs> and the Bible there you go <laughs> I'm just gonna throw <laughs> oh not entirely true but hey I've learned a lot from gaming and Star Trek so <laughs> sure we have hey, my my doctor assigned me video games to help develop my fine motor skills really well, there you go which games were you in I'm I'm curious which ones did he assign. Just whatever, whatever I liked, which back in those days were all the side scroller, like Mario's my favorite. So, but he said it would help me, you know, with the uh, fine motor skills. Well, if you want to really, if you want a good challenge now, you can play Overwatch because it's very fast. Oh yeah. Person. It would take you a while to kind of get used to it. It took us a long time as well. Um, but man, you, you get to a point where if you enjoy it, that is. Yeah, I don't I think bet, I've ever I gotten bet. to a point where I'm good at that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard game, but that's definitely yeah. a challenge for anyone. Especially when you play against other players that they live and breathe this kind of thing. If you get in there in a match yeah. with a bunch of them, you're just going to die. Oh, I know. Oh, and they play all the time, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're playing like once a week, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's been a long time since I've actually sat down. And because last time I played, I think it's, I was playing with you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's been a long time and a lot of games of Guild Wars and and me working and not being able to play on Friday nights. But that's going to change because I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to have that's a right. lot more time, I hope. Back to Star Trek Bridge Commander. That's right. We have missions like to complete. The void. 
<laughs> kind of like, oh yeah. Sort of, yeah. So, okay, any other, I was trying to think of some other really fun things, but I think the main thing is, oh, here's one. One concern I had, I was actually uh, struggling with some dizziness right around that time, which uh, ended up being a lot of like neck muscles, ironically. But um, there, there typically are a lot of concerns where people will come in and say, does this make me dizzy? Will it make me nauseous? Will it, you know, et cetera, motion sickness kind of thing. And Good question. I did ask that question. They said, no, not really. It shouldn't cause any problems. If it does, though, let us know. Raise your, we Because they walk with you. So, you know, you could say I'm making me dizzy. They'll pull you out. You know, no problem. No fear. No worries. Um, so there's there's one aspect to that. I, in the moment, was having dizziness prior to being, you know, in the actual Star Wars experience there. And then going in, I had no dizziness at all. So, interestingly enough, being in the actual experience was completely fine for me. So throwing I that have, one out. I have motion sickness as well, and I didn't have any reaction to this experience. Good. Yeah, because I would think, you know, your your brain is still getting signals from your eyes that you're in motion, but your body is also telling you that you're in motion. So it should work like yes. similar to riding in a car, but you're actually, you know, seeing stuff move past. So all the information your body signals are going is matching with what your brain has because the, the VR helmet is displaying to your eyes everything. So it yeah. should work out just fine, I would think. Well, so I, I think a lot of people get motion sickness when they're not in control of whatever it is that they're moving yeah. in. And so, like, I can get motion sickness riding, you know, in a canyon that's super swervy. But if I'm driving it, no problem at all. So, same kind of thing here where, you know, in, in this experience, you are controlling yourself, of course. You're controlling the guns. You're moving. So, yeah, I don't think there's uh, really an issue for that. And then also, the other thing I think people were afraid of is, you know, what if I trip or am I going to fall or is there like a... Because, you know, part of it is, oh, look. If you step this way, you're going to fall into the lava, for example. Mm -hmm. So, no, you're actually on a concrete, again, like a concrete warehouse type floor. You're never going to fall. You're not going to trip. You're also not going to run into anything because the walls in your augmented reality vision are the same walls that are in these like cubicle type of rooms that you go in and out of. So it's very much like, okay, hey, look, there's the door. And that is actually the, the real physical door. So... It's a very cool experience. Definitely don't have to worry about getting hurt or anything like that. Um, I don't think it's really a strenuous activity either, per se. I mean, you're walking slowly. You're not having to climb or do anything crazy like that. I think, Justin, you, you can speak to it from the, the standpoint, which you did already, um, mm -hmm. of how they were able to work with you and help you go through it and still have a full enjoyment of the experience. So, Yeah, and it's not that it's a lot of walking or that it's fast, we were just discussing how much of the game I would miss if I couldn't hold a blaster. Yeah. So we just yeah. had that discussion at the beginning and decided that that was the best choice for me. Plus my balance is very delicate and the, mm -hmm. the pack I would say weighs at what? 15, 20 pounds. It, it, it's got some weight to it. It does. So I was a little bit afraid that it would throw me off balance, but I just wanted people to know that they got they got options they don't have to turn away from this experience and not have it because um you know i'm not i'm not very good at shooting first person shooters have never been my favorite game i don't even game very much but i'm a star wars fan so i wanted to do this as yeah. a star wars fan and the most special part of it 
for me is that I got to do it with my stepdad, who is the person that introduced me to Star Wars. And I watched my first Star Wars movie with him, and he loves first-person shooters. So he just thought it was the best thing that he got to cover my back while I was solving a puzzle to get to the next part. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't like shooting games, there are other elements. So you can be the person in the team that tries to solve the the problem and mm-hmm. pay attention to patterns of things to advance throughout this game. And the people that do like the shooting, they can cover you and enjoy it in that way. So he didn't do that part at all. And it just amused him to no end that he was like covering me and being like, I can, I've got you, I've got you, you do that part. You know, it was (laughs) so fun. That was me too. I was the one that was covering our team. I'm like, I don't want to figure out the, you know, the puzzle right now. I just want to shoot these things. So you guys do it. And it worked out perfectly. So you really get to pick your role, which is great. Awesome. There was somebody on our team that was relatively short and you know, your size is measured correctly (laughs) in your augmented reality. So I literally had to look at her and say, she's a little short for a stormtrooper. It was great. (laughs) She was, she was like probably cause I'm six, four. So I would say she was probably five, five. I want to (laughs) say, so to me, she looked very short. I mean, you know, five, five is a pretty average height, but it was pretty fun. (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, you probably would also be one of those people that would exploit if somebody got silly and asked you, how's the weather up there? You'd spit on their head and say, it's raining. I know, exactly. Are you <laughs> flooded down there yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually going to ask if there were some puzzle aspects along the way, but you guys already have answered that. Just a little bit, yep. Just a little bit of puzzle. But uh, yeah. are you fighting against the rebellion or is there some other kind of weird alien threat that uh, you're dealing with? I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, well. We don't want to spoil the story. Okay. No, I, I think it will be better if people just experience the story without yeah. all the spoilers. It was a very cool surprise, you know, throughout the entire mission story. Um, and there were little planes like, oh, and I was so glad that I didn't know what was coming. If I, knew I guess coming, so, it, it, is, fun. it is set during like the, the classic galactic civil war then, though, right? Yeah, it takes place right around episode four, right? Somewhere in there. Awesome. Yes, I think that's what they said. So did you get to, uh, is it mainly you're on the planet Mustafar, or did you get to see the interiors of any ships or anything like that? Yes. Well, (laughs) but you won't say which, but you do get to see some ship interiors. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Yep. There's, There's some various things you get to see. It's cool. Now, with the doors, though, were they like you push a button and it had a slide panel door or, or did you actually have to physically o- open a door? No, they were <clears throat> they were slide panel doors somehow. I don't know what they were physically, though, just because all we saw was, hey, doors open. So I <laughs> no idea. Yeah, we yeah they just kept like sliding open just like they do in the movie. So I don't awesome. know how, how it was working per se, but, you know, you just you never run into anything because if you... If you do all the steps correctly, the door's just open for you and you get to go on to the next thing. Yeah, it's probably an employee standing there sliding it to the side. <laughs> it could be to keep that actual physical. You could touch the door if you want. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. It's neat. It's neat. 
Come on, uh, Jeremy. There's probably pixie dust involved. Yes, yeah, could be lots of pixie dust. You know, I am a supplier. You know, I, I, you know, I've got my pixie strain to give us just a certain amount. You know, it's a little bit that of like a drug right. deal. You know, the first hit's yeah. free. You gotta use <laughs> the force. Use the force to open the door. And don't that's go right. To, don't go to your Costco or Sam's or whatever you have to get your fifty-pound bag. You know, of pixie dust because it's not as pure as what you're selling. That's right. Or peddling. This is going in a weird direction. <laughs> that, that's the kind of the way so my show better. goes anyway. It always goes to somewhere weird. <laughs> I mean, I have had tell me somebody tell me that they think that we're pretty funny. So, Hey, that's I, exciting. I, yeah. So my weirdness is, is, is amusing. Good. Hey, I giggle regularly. I'm not there funny. You go. So I just let other people make me, you know, let them be funny. We all laugh at them or yeah. I'm sorry with them. Yeah, we, we there you laugh go. with them. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just too serious. Yeah, see, on my own, I know I just laugh at laugh at my own <laughs> jokes that aren't good. But give me around a group of people, and together oh, we're comedy gold. Seriously, I know. See, we're we're extroverts though. Well, Green yeah. Butterfly, are you an extrovert? No. Okay. Yeah. You so she can help me out with introversion. <laughs> you unleash your extroverted superhero when we're you know hanging out then. Yes. Okay, so that, know. considering that, I mean, I figure, you know, the, this is the type of thing you want to go with a bunch of friends to do. Uh, did that kind of enhance your experience? Was it kind of funny going in with a, a, a group of friends uh, to do this type of thing? Because everybody brings their personality. Did it get did it make it more fun? Or did you get to go in with a few strangers because you have to have a certain amount each time or something? You have to have four people. And um, but. I didn't actually get to go in with a full team because I used the wheelchair. So it was actually just uh, me and my stepdad because they needed, you know, the, the rooms are only big enough for so, so much space. So they needed room for the employee that was helping me, the wheelchair itself, and then me and my stepdad. So I didn't get to go in with a full team, but typically you would be going in with four people. So if you don't come with four people, they will pair you with other people in line. So if you don't have friends when you go in, you will by the time you leave. Absolutely. Yes. There you go. Otherwise, you're I, saying just me and my stepdad. There you go. <laughs> as long as you're singing the whole way. Yeah, this is the only part of the song that I know anyway. <laughs> so I went with uh, Daryl. Demon! And your uh, other brother, Daryl? Yeah, that's right. And and the two of us were there because we were both at the conference together. And we were going to go with Troy Heinrichs, but we couldn't go that one night that he was around. So then we were paired up with two strangers who thankfully ended up being very nice people. And we had a lot of fun with them. But I think going with four friends, well, four friends going with three others, that is, would be uh, probably more fun. Yeah, because I can imagine all the crazy witty banter you'd have while oh, you, yeah. you know, somebody's doing a puzzle. And then you want to have like a GoPro on your, you know, shoulder or something, recording the whole thing. Uh, which, they would, like, which they wouldn't allow. I know, but all you'd see is like this cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they don't let you do any recording or anything. It's too bad. No. Yeah, it would be funny if they had like some sort of specialized camera angles that when you come out, you'd get like a, a virtual video of what you did, you know. Yeah, they do, you know, kind of a cheesy picture at the end. I, what I wish they would let you do is at least record the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I think at least just hearing you guys talk and everything would be a lot of fun. But yeah, good times. I but really I, highly, highly recommend it. But I bought my it. cheesy picture because, you know, yeah, we did too. What, we did too. what else? 
am I going to have that awesome equipment all over? Okay, exactly. there's something I need for the show notes now. Y'all got to send me your cheesy picture. Oh, cheesy picture. It. Okay. <laughs> cheesy pictures coming your way, man. Awesome. Yeah. We'll show everybody along with my uh, Donald Duck as Darth Maul and Goofy as Darth <laughs> Vader. And I believe I have a Mickey Luke on the see. wall, I think. I, yeah. I've even got a set from Return of the Jedi. I forgot I got this whole set from Return of the Jedi that uh, uh, that I got uh, when my buddy Philip went in. I, I sent him with a gift card that I loaded up with money and told him, go buy me stuff with my money. So. <laughs> but it definitely sounds like something worth doing and worth doing more than once because I figure, you know, as much fun as y'all have, you would, you would do it again, even though you know the solution for all the puzzles at this point. You can yes. just switch up and have somebody else do the puzzle next time. Yeah. Absolutely. And who knows, they might they might update it as we go along. Yeah, as long as they have the option to do this adventure, because by the time I get there, I might want to do this one and then be able to come back and do another adventure. And I mean, there's it'd be really fun if they even would recreate some scenes from one of the films, like let you go through and try to rescue Princess Leia or something. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be, that would cool. be so awesome. So many possibilities to let you maybe even have the battle on uh, uh, on Endor that you could fight. Yeah. And try to break into the shield bunker. Oh, so that many different so possibilities cool. that would just be, oh, giggity, giggity, you know. I think my favorite one would be meeting Jar Jar for the first time. And so you could you shoot him in the face? To shoot him. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. So I'd be like, Mr. Call Jar Jar Pinks. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> he's dead yes and then you know the story goes on and actually it changes the entire universe and the timeline and everything just it would be terrible <laughs> well, I, I, that actually leads <laughs> me to have to ask when you had your gun and you were in the game did you forget it and start going pew pew yourself what do you, what do you mean like with my mouth yes did you did you make your own noises for your oh, gun going pew no, pew my gun was making some sweet normal laser blasts I didn't, I didn't need to make anything I was just sitting there laughing maniacally as I was taking down the, no, no, I'm not, I'm not that crazy. I was having, I think more than anything else, we were just joking. What was funny was accidentally shooting each other. That was an accident. And it was like, oh, sure oh that yeah. hurt. Yeah, no, yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was an accident. Sure it was. <laughs> I was just seeing how strong our armor was, man. Because <laughs> in the movies, like Stormtrooper armor doesn't seem to protect from anything. Yeah, that's kind of a joke, isn't it? Stormtrooper yeah. armor is just plastic anyway, so what's the point? Yeah, I've actually seen a fan film where they have a wounded Stormtrooper, and one Stormtrooper comes to the other room, it's like, I thought this white armor was meant to wear, no matter where we got shot, we would just instantly die. How are, yeah. you, how are you supposed to be here just wounded? You know, and it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it's called. I remember it was like five, six years ago I found this fan film. It was hilarious. One of the best ones I saw was the, uh, oh gosh, I forgot what the name of it was, but it, you know the Bad Boys cop show? Troops. They had the yes. troops. It was but, troops, yes. and it was Bad Boys troops. It was so funny. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah, that and is Aunt Brew and classic. Uncle Owen, it was like this domestic violence disturbance <laughs> kind of call. <laughs> yeah, so everything funny. you think you know was actually something else was happening. Yeah. Have you seen that one, Green Butterfly? No. Oh, we'll have to post that for you. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard thing. to find it in good quality because it's it's darn it's near twenty. It is like twenty years old actually. Because I think I remember yeah. seeing that one when the special editions were in theaters. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's a it's long a time ago in a galaxy very far away. I got the line wrong. No one will care. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I highly recommend it. 
It's amazing. Go to it. Find your local closest one. I will say this too, that it's not the only augmented reality experience. There are other, uh, like for example, the, the Venetian in Vegas, they had another one that they were just getting ready to launch the day we left. So as far as I know, they now have two of them. It's Star Wars. It, Ghostbusters is currently running at the Venetian <gasps> right now. Oh, wow. oh sweet. Star, Star Wars is running still, and they also now have Ghostbusters. Oh, that's cool. Classic Ghostbusters, I hope, and not that really bad remake. Classic. We do awesome. not mention that remake. Yeah, we do not. We do not that, speak of it. That which must not be named. It does not. I, <laughs> I declare it that so it doesn't much. exist. But I actually yes. have. I got a free copy by uh, signing up with my Voodoo account. I combined mm-hmm. it with another movie account, and I got yeah. a free copy of that one. I just tried to ignore that it's there. It's so hard because it's like Indiana Jones and the you know Crystal Skull. Well, it has its moments. It does. And that's the thing that Ghostbusters movie had so much potential and I liked what they were going to do with it, but it just, it didn't deliver. Unfortunately. Yeah. It just, it wasn't funny. It didn't make sense. They only had one trap and they never got charged with the murder of Bill Murray's character because that was their fault. Yeah. I wish yeah. it would have been a continuation, you know, like the original yeah. Ghostbusters passed on the torch. That would have been so cool. Yeah. But and make it a reboot was dumb. And but to, hey, that's a totally different episode. And to take it into the direction where every man they encountered was either an idiot or a complete jerk. Yeah. I, that, I was bothered by that as well. That's, I yeah. was too. That's a whole other different thing. It's one <laughs> thing. It's like, okay, wait, we want women in these cool power situations. I'm like, go for it. Awesome. But then I'm like, as a man, I was like, okay, no, not, not cool. We, we don't we don't push others down to raise ourselves up. Exactly. We, we lift each other up is what we do. Yes, we, we work yes. together as a team and we have fun together and don't insult half your audience. Exactly. So, yep, we sidetracked and chased a rabbit, but that's okay. It was a good that rabbit. That happens. Yeah, but Star, <laughs> Star Wars The Void does not insult anyone. Right. Yes. Well, except for people who didn't ball. like The Last Jedi, but they'll be okay because this is original Galactic Civil War. Well, this has nothing to do with. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't exactly. have anything to do with The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yep. Leia will not be suddenly flying throughout by and. Looking like Mary Poppins to some people. So, no green yeah. milk milking character thingies, <laughs> whatever those things were. And if I you see Luke uh, in this one, he will be pretty surly, but that's because he's probably going to come kill you because you're stormtroopers. So thankfully, you will oh. not be seeing Luke, I guess. Well, will we? Well, no, he will would be. We? This would be prior to Luke. Right. <laughs> so this would be yes. Luke, you know, trying to figure. He would be on Tatooine at this point. So you're safe. You don't have any Jedi's going to come and lop your heads off. Well, there are others out there, so you never know. Yeah. Now that we've uh, retconned that one to where Luke isn't the only Force user available and our only hope, that's a whole other issue. (laughs) But anyways, we better wrap this up. (laughs) I'm even talking just in the, the core, let's call it the core universe, there was more than Luke that is a Force user. Yeah, there was Obi-Wan. Yes. A few from there, but he wasn't our our only hope. True. Well, he was in the message, but uh, he wasn't the <laughs> new hope and yeah. the last of the Jedi. Will you be? I'm so confused. <laughs> so are the rest of the fandom. So are the rest of the fandom. They've just altered everything we knew. But I'm still, as long as it's Star Wars, I'm still having a good time. Me too. Me too. So. All right, well, thanks for coming by and telling us about avoiding Star Wars. No, I mean the void. What? Star Wars. <laughs> no, stay, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm> 
<laughs> I'm just going to keep doing jarred. No. No. <laughs> go, you must. Mm. Yes, there you go. Yeah, that's yes. good. Yoda. Tell those yeah. eagles to stop it now. <laughs> oh, that's. I, I need to go watch that now. Poking at your knees. <laughs> those dumb seagulls. <laughs> now we won't be able to get out of this episode. But anyways, oh tell everybody. Thanks for having us, man. That was fun. <laughs> tell everybody where to find you if they so wish to risk it. GB, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Justy78. I am always talking about superheroes. My Twitter hand, uh, my Twitter feed is full of them. So if you're interested in that, come find me over on Twitter. You can also find me on Golden Sparrow Media, uh, talking about superheroes and having fun over there. I recently has covered Made of Steel a couple of times for Supergirl. So come check it out over at Golden Spiral Media. At goldenspiralmedia.com, right? In it? Correct. I thought so. Haha. And I'm of course... At- I am at realbryanshow.com. You can, you know, go there and you can listen to The Real Brian Show on iTunes and Google Play and all those good things. And I share my Twitter handle as well. It's at I am the real Brian. Really easy. It's with an I, by the way. And you can, you know, if you want to look for me on Facebook, we've got the Real Brian Show community on Facebook, which is really fun. Actual group, that is. Yeah. Um, and that's where we get to hang out and have a good time. So come hang out. Come chat. Woohoo. About everything you're nerding out about. Because we are Renaissance nerds. Yes. Or the nerdy eclectic. (laughs) Take your pick. (laughs) Either way. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, you you choose which, which one identifies with you the most. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.